gentle listeners and hello not so gentle listeners like like more why gentle listeners what a weird thing to say to people like hey you're only listening to this because you're really soft you know no we don't want gentle listeners we want we want rock solid uh yoked listeners greetings yoked listeners and welcome to social justice weirdos i'm charlie mccorn i use they them their pronouns Hey, and I am fellow social justice weirdo Lenny Peppers, she, her, hers, and I'm super excited for our topic today. Yes, I'm excited too. You were telling me a little bit about this before the show. Okay, I don't want to come off as like too excited because I recognize that there are some like really tragic and terrible real world things tying into this, but I'm excited to sort of explore the larger cultural resonance with this topic. Yes. So today, we are going to talk about the Alaska Triangle and Bigfoot. What do you know about the Alaska Triangle, Charlie? So, all I really know is that it is a Bermuda-esque triangle between the uh, the Alaskan cities of Barrow, which I only really know from that comic book about the vampires, Anchorage, uh, which I don't really know anything about because there's no vampire media about it, and Juno, which is the name of a friend of mine, which makes me happy to think about her. But apparently inside this triangle, sort of cutting through the um, sort of central western part of Alaska and into part of Canada, that, that people go missing here uh, at an in, inordinate rate. Yes. Um, and, and I'm super excited because this combines like three of my favorite topics in the entire world. Um, cryptids, indigenous lands and high school geometry. Uh, For me personally, triangles are the second scariest shape. Obviously, circles are the first. Oh, sure. Uh, What's the third? Give us your top five. It's it's, it's October. It's it's the Halloween season. What are your scariest shapes? Okay, obviously, the circle is the first scary shape. Sure. Triangle. A line. Just, just one line. Right, outside. Ooh, I like that. Outside outside the normal pick. Yeah. Very scary. And let's see. For other scary shapes. What about uh, stop sign shaped? I mean, I thought about it. It was up there, and it was, like, tickling my brain a little bit. But yeah. I couldn't think of a reason why it would be scary. But that's the best thing, is if you don't know why it's scary, then that makes it even scarier. <laughs> Uh, and then for the last one, I'm going to go with, I know I already said circle, but like this specific shape is more than a circle. And it's like the wagon wheel shape with the spokes coming through it. Oh, sure. I get that. Is that possibly because of all the terror that the settlers brought? <laughs> uh, no, it's because my grandpa ran over my foot with a wagon wheel one time. But Oh, super scary. <laughs> How about you? Five scariest shapes. Five scariest shapes. Okay. Pretty simple. One, ghost shape. We know what we're talking about. Looks like a sheet, two big eyes. It's iconic. It's on everything. Number one, the ghost shape. Number two, I'm also going to say the triangle. Uh, I think mainly because how much I hated high school geometry, which I barely squeaked by with, and then never took a math class more complex than high school geometry. Um, number three, I'm going to say definitely an octagon because UFC people terrify me. Okay. (laughs) Uh, number four, ooh, the rhombus. 
Who knows what it's up to? Who knows what it thinks? And then finally, I assume this is my fifth one. I think that the scariest shape is the, is the rectangle because it's the shape of the grave. Oh, okay. Like a rounded rectangle. Like a rectangle with rounded edges, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, like I established, I don't know enough about geometry. Yes, that sounds extra scary to me. Okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's talk a little bit about, like, why the Triangle and Bigfoot have anything to do with social justice. Yes, I, I'm, I'm very curious about this. Okay. The reason why this came up was because I was watching a show on the Travel Channel, my favorite channel, because they never talk about traveling to, like, any place, like, exotic or, like, beautiful as a vacation, but because it's scary. Like, they they cover all, like, haunted <laughs> houses, they cover, like, scary locations. So I watch this channel all day long. But this specific episode was about the Alaska Triangle and about Bigfoot and how a disproportionate amount of people go missing within this triangle and that it is believed that it is because Bigfoot is taking them for some reason. And there were several different theories. One of the theories was to keep their populations fresh uh, because a lot of the people going missing were women. Another one Hmm. was that people were encroaching on their space and they were just like offing people so that they wouldn't take up any much more of their space. And the third one was that they were eating them that they go and grab people to eat them. So those were like the main theories. Being Native and working in social justice, I already knew kind of what the problem with this was going to be. And that is that across every single state in the United States and throughout Canada, really any place where there's Indigenous people, women and children tend to go missing due to human trafficking. And so it seems that poor Bigfoot here is getting blamed for, for things that humans are doing. So, so let me say, first of all, um, that this is obviously a very serious topic, and my heart goes out to, to the families across this country and across this continent and across this planet uh, that deal with this real-world terror and this real horror and what they're going through. I, I cannot imagine. But I am also to a lesser extent, super offended on behalf of Bigfoot. Like, <laughs> right. let's not put this on, on the skunk ape, the noble skunk ape making his way, uh, or her way, you know? I don't know, we're always gendering Bigfoot as male across these mountainous regions and, like, taking the blame for some awful shitty things that humans are absolutely responsible. Yeah, and ultimately, like, that's really... My favorite ending to all like books and like horror novels and horror movies and stuff is when it's the humans who are the monsters the entire time, which I feel like is often the case here, especially in, in the case of Bigfoot. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about human trafficking in Alaska. Okay. So first off, it's con- uh, it's been considered an Im- invisible problem in Alaska for two reasons. First off, the state and federal definitions of what constitutes as sex trafficking 
are kind of strange. Uh, the but federal the, the way that you know that they have perfect legislation and description if you're kidnapped by a Bigfoot. Like that's the terrible <laughs> thing about this. It's like listen, the legislator we can't really define what's happening here to to women and children, but there are specific things in place if you know, a Bigfoot snatches you from the night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the federal law says that a third party benefiting from the act of sex by a person under the age of 18 is sex trafficking. But the state law says that the person needs to be under the age of 20. And so there's kind of, but in addition to that, like, we have state laws, we have federal laws, but then there's also jurisdictional law and tribal law when it comes to uh, what's happening, especially in like communities where we have reserves and reservations. Mm -hmm. I, I really hate the image of like people arguing over this age, like this number of like, well, can't be sex trafficking if they're in their mid twenties. Like that, that yeah. really irks me. Like that's really shitty. Yeah, totally. And the other thing is, is that a lot of people don't know the law or that they're even sometimes being exploited. Some people have gotten into a relationship where their significant other is exploiting them. And, you know, they don't realize that that's what's happening to them. And in other cases, some people don't know the 18 law, but maybe don't know the state law of 20 or uh, just don't know I mean, like I said, there's so many levels of law that people have to know that even the lawyers don't know all of those levels of law. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So in this area, more than 1,600 people have disappeared. 16,000 people oh, geez. have disappeared in the Alaska Triangle since 1988. That's only in like the last like 30 some years. Yeah. Like 32. Holy cow. And that's actually twice the national average. And basically studies show that uh, when it comes to trafficking, it's pervasive across the U.S., but particularly in Alaska. And I think that's because it's easy to get people out of Alaska when you follow trafficker or when you when you're kind of following like where trafficking happens, people are being sent into rural areas with vulnerable populations like indigenous people. Alaska has both of those things. And in addition to that, it's easy to get those people in and out of the country from there. Oh, wow. Rural areas are particularly vulnerable, which means that Native Americans are targeted and because of that, indigenous women face higher rates of violence, exploitation than peers in all other demographics. And it's also noted that traffickers actually get higher prices for Native women. And I should say Native people because it happens to men as well. And it happens to everybody. <laughs> wow. That's, that is heartbreaking. Like, like that is stunningly terrible it's so deep and terrible that i would rather people know the process of collecting information on those who go missing particularly if they're native or indigenous is kind of slapdash at best historically and so now like as of the last like couple years uh they're going back and trying to fill in the gaps of the people like who is missing 
if they were missing, you know, it's kind of hard to go back and try and find those things when all of the information was kind of slapdash already. Yeah. And I know it's something that people are working on. I know, I know it's an active, like, it's a big issue that a lot of activists and people are, are working towards right now. But it, I know, especially, we, you know, we live in Montana, which not totally comparable, I think, to Alaska, but we, we're still a very big state with a lot of empty space in between. But Yeah, and, but, and Alaska has tons of, um, tons of space there. Like when they're looking for people, it's way more difficult because the search area can be the size of like an entire state, like in the lower 48 states. It could be like as big as Montana, like their search area. And it's way more treacherous. And so some people are probably just never going to be found no matter what, because it's just too much for the resources that they have to find people. And with a state, I mean, Montana has a very low population. Alaska's is even lower than ours. To know that they have like twice the national average of missing people, that is, that hurts me. Like that is, that is yeah. so, so incredible. When you put it like that, like even, like I just <laughs> looked all this stuff up and now like you put it like that and now I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real problem. Okay, now it's your turn to figure out how to bring this back to Bigfoot. Um, so I've looked up, I've got a list of Bigfoot sightings in Alaska. Okay. So here is something that I think is interesting, that, that Bigfoot is getting a lot of heat for this, and, and a lot of blames for, for, for taking people um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, according to the, oh boy, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, the BFRO, or the BFRO, <laughs> I think BFRO, is is pretty good their logo um oh i get it i see like their logo looks like a bigfoot foot and we'll, we'll link this in the show notes of the episode but it also just kind of looks like a bunch of like rocks stacked on top of each other and then beefro it's a foot it's a picture of, of, of bigfoot's foot uh alaska has had a total of this is unbelievable one six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty one sightings since 1997. Hmm. By comparison, Montana, similar size state, still a big state, um, larger population, still a lot of big empty areas. Um, Montana has, let me pull it up here, almost twice as much, about 45, I probably missed them there, twice as many Bigfoot sightings down here in the big sky. Um, Missoula, where we both live, Missoula County, has the most Bigfoot sightings. Uh, really? We have at least ooh, three to four times any other county of, of sightings of Bigfoot. Wow. The most recent one here was uh, in June of 2018. Um, Mineral County had one this April, apparently. But ours go back to 1979, 71, 1970s as the earliest. So Bigfoot, um, or as I, prefer, as I prefer to call them, the mighty skunk ape because it's a much better name. <laughs> Substantially fewer uh, sightings in Alaska, but is still getting the heat. It's weird to me that, you know, in Montana, here we are, we have so many more sightings of Bigfoot. Yeah. We also have a very serious problem 
with with missing and murdered indigenous women um, and children and, and people. And we aren't blaming Bigfoot. We aren't being like, oh, what's happening here? Ah, uh, don't you know? The skunk ape got her. You know, we don't, to my knowledge, no one's blaming Bigfoot here, despite having more sightings of Bigfoot than Alaska, where, where Bigfoot's taking the rap for all of these things, which is crazy. Right. And, and, and that was like the entire like topic of this show was like Bigfoot's taking people in disproportionate numbers in Alaska. And I was like, uh like well <laughs> if if there were more bigfoot sightings in alaska and i'm not saying oh it'd be more understandable i'm not i'm not saying that <laughs> what i'm saying is like oh well you know they see more bigfoots and they have more missing people you know correlation does not mean causation but i can tell people would, would view that that is not the case that is not the case at all exactly and and the other thing is is like this sixteen thousand people missing is only within this triangle because they didn't want to count the cases that are outside the triangle because the Alaska quadrilateral just isn't as scary. I'm sorry, Charlie, but it just loses its flair. Yeah, I I think it's because all of the, all of the cities that anyone knows about are just on this stretch of I ninety. <laughs> it can't really make it's the line. You're one of your scariest uh, shapes. It's the line. It's just I-90 cutting through the state. Right. Route 66, terrifying. Ooh, Route 666, even scarier. Yeah. In Montana, I'm sure we could easily pick three different cities and be like the Montana Triangle and like find similar, <laughs> highlight similar information and and it would seem super creepy as well. I'm I'm not saying there's no triangle because I'm an optimist and and I'm, you know, a lover of all things scary, but I feel like like how did they come up with like these specific triangles? I mean, it's any any like three points make a triangle. And I guess that I mean that's much like I assume like the Bermuda Triangle, it is those three points, and because they are like three places that exist, anything that happens in between them is sort of mythologized a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like likewise with Alaska, which like the Bermuda Triangle is big open spaces with small little pockets of humanity, you know, throughout it. So maybe it's just like there aren't a lot of people like my there. Soul. <laughs> 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 that that's my guess at least okay <laughs> but yeah that's that's uh all the information that i was able to find right now on it and, and the thing that makes me sad is when they do blame uh, something like bigfoot or like a triangle and things like this and it's really hard to take them seriously ultimately and so people are looking for their loved ones or um you know trying to get justice for their loved ones and when the when those losses are blamed on on magical things then you know yeah it doesn't fix the problem it just kind of takes as we established a very serious and systemic problem and kind of like pushes the blame uh and not just the blame but like the responsibility for fixing it you know out of the hands of of you know of us, of humanity, of, of, of community. It's like, well, 
uh, sure, we're missing thousands, tens of thousands of people up here, but if it was Bigfoot, that's really on Bigfoot to fix, you know? Yeah. And, and no one's asking Bigfoot how to fix this, which, again, very offended on behalf of Bigfoot. Well, you know what we're going to have to do about that, right? Oh, what's that? We are going to have to go find Bigfoot and get some answers. Do we have a budget for that for this show? Can we? Uh, I don't I don't think so. But living in Missoula County, we're more likely to find a Bigfoot than anywhere else in, in the Big Sky State. Okay, so we did jokes for ghosts. Maybe we could do like an interview and then maybe do comedy for them. Yeah, I would. I would. I think we could absolutely put together like some sort of like country western themed variety comedy show for Bigfoot. Oh my God! Yes, we should do this. Okay, I'm. I'm in, and the weather's good this month, and I have some new film gear. And do you have any new ghost hunting gear? I. I don't. I've. I've not been able to to purchase any as I've had the only the only ghosts that I'm that I'm facing currently are the ones from my past. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a fine we'll just like use one of my kids as bait I think work. <laughs> yeah i'm blown away from this discussion in the you know in the year of our lady 2020 you would think that we would be able to kind of get past some of these like superstition and blaming these supernatural beings for at the end of the day you know the results of of really terrible awful human beings that are absolutely destroying lives and families yes and it's 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 a really it's it's shocking like i'm still kind of just completely bowled over by it yeah i agree um and you know i'm glad that that we were able to talk about these things and bring them into light through this lens what are we talking about next time next time is very uh, exciting um i'm just finished reading uh, the personal autobiography of Christine Jorgensen. So I'm going to talk briefly, uh, well, not briefly. Uh, next episode is going to be a discussion of, of Christine's uh, early journey and her uh, impact on, on trans lives and some of the fucking crazy things that happened to that lady. Cool. I cannot wait. Super excited about all the cool things we're going to cover. And this is like one of the ones that I'm like... I'm going to come in cold next time. You came in cold this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to react. Now, here's our chance to, to plug anything that we're doing right now. Yeah, please check out my website, charliemccorn.com. C-H-A-R-L-E-Y-M-A-C-O-R-N.com. You'll have some updates on new comic book projects that I'm working on right now, as well as hopefully some photo shoot things that Lenny and I are talking about. And also potentially uh, jokes for skunk ape. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I am excited about that. Uh, jokes for skunk ape. I have um, more information about my next issue of Quantum coming up. Oh, nice. Tell us about that. So Quantum is a Northern, Sh Northern Cheyenne queer superhero whose sister has gone missing did Bigfoot take her? No spoiler. I mean, you don't have to spoil it. But I, I can't is it... tell you. I can't tell uh, you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll have to buy it myself. Uh, nobody knows yet what happened. But at the same time that her sister goes missing, she is starting to realize that she has superpowers. Oh, very cool. Yeah. 
in addition to that, I started a podcast with my girlfriend called Ourgasm, where we talk about decolonizing sexualization or Ooh, sexuality. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And she's such an expert on so many things. I feel like I'll be learning more um, from from this than than I'll be talking on it. But I think it's going to be really good. Um, And I think that's all I have coming up except for the the photo shoot and other things. So, Um, Well, with that, uh, we want to thank you for, for, for uh, for tuning in. Uh, as I always say, if you liked our show, please tell your friends. If you didn't, please tell your enemies. And uh, with that, I guess we should go ahead and sign off. Yes. I can't remember what our sign-off line is going to be. I think I got it. It's so how we do this. Uh, this has been Social Justice Weirdos. I'm Charlie McCorn. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Oh, okay. This has been Social Justice Weirdos. I'm Charlie McCorn. That's not exactly how I was imagining it, but I guess then I am Lenny Peppers, which is just going to confuse <laughs> things further. Hey, the world the world's a scary place, so fucking fix it. Fix it.